Hello and welcome to, I guess, just that film show this week. I couldn't find, I, I couldn't, I, what the fuck? What the? What the fuck was that? What happened? Oh, there's Stan. Hey, Dan. How's it going? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah, you good? How are you? Yeah. What are you, uh, what are you doing with those shot glasses? Oh, there's bottles. I mean, there's bottles. What are you doing oh, with those bottles? We're not Definitely bottles. Baking thoroughly at yeah. all. Don't know what you're on about, Phil. <laughs> 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 so, uh, where have you been all week? I've been practicing my uh, bottle, bottle clinking, apparently. Clinking? Bottle clinking. Ooh, uh, missus. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, move your mic back slightly. I may have overcompensated the length of the microphone. Nudge, nudge, wing, wing. You know, if... Is that better? Yeah, that's good. If there was a camera, we could have done our little thing, but... We could have. You know. But then they would have We could do it anyway. They would have seen our trickery of uh, (laughs) the bottle clinking. Very true. But uh, anyway, welcome to that Dan film show, because he's back now. Oh, damn. And uh, Dan. What we uh, what we talk about this week? Well, if anyone hasn't figured it out yet, yes. By a looking at the title of the podcast, <laughs> b the intro. I'll explain anyway. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we uh, watched a nice little film called The Warriors, mm. and uh, I recreated a pivotal scene from the film right there. It was it was like watching the film all over again. <laughs> <laughs> you were there. I was. Cool. cool. I was the warrior. <laughs> <laughs> With the Z. With the Z. But it's, not on this hip, film. It's the hip sequel. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it'd be a remake where everyone in The Warriors is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> and the other gangs. I'd watch that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Hollywood, call me. The Warriors. The Dwayne. No, no, let's forget that. The Warriors? Dwayne yours. Dwayne yours. Uh, but so yeah. yes, we're talking about the Warriors. Yeah, I do. 1979. 1979, Walter Hill. Classic film. Um, was there ever a sequel? Uh, no, there wasn't. As Probably far as for I the best. Know, there I hope be. not. Yeah. Oh, God. You've. Uh, kind of be weird if there was. i the seeds of fear now. I really hope there isn't. <laughs> I take it the uh, the game is based on the story of the film and not based on like a made up sequel? No. So the I'm pretty sure you just do the events. Yeah, you do the events of film in the game even like the end scene which we'll talk about in the spoilers that's in the game nice. that's how the game finishes as well i kind of want to play the game after seeing the it. game is awesome yeah it'd be cool if they did a remake you know which developer made it for some reason i think it's rockstar but that can't hmm. be right it could be back in that sort of era they sort of did things other than um, yeah, it has a very rockstar quality to it hmm but I guess, do we want to do the socials first, or should I just jump into the uh, description? We'll do socials as usual, because, you know, we've got to, got to pick up that Instagrams. <laughs> Ooh, the what? Warriors game is £6.70 on eBay, and it is Rockstar. Nice. So that makes sense. I was right. That make, makes sense for the quality. I think you can get it on the uh, PlayStation Store as well. Nice. I used to have it on PSP, believe it or not. Oh, yeah, I think I remember PC. seeing seeing it on the PSP at one point. It was a really good um what's the word? conversion, I guess. Hmm. 
Um, but then again, the PSP had the analog stick, so it was actually quite good for games like that. Not too bad. It didn't have a second analog stick, though. No, that's true. Anyway, what is this, that damn game show or, <laughs> or game show? <laughs> what would it be? That sounds like a dodgy abbreviation it, it, for something. It does indeed. Oh, that's a bit of game. I'm just checking out this game now. Yeah, it actually looks, uh, does look pretty good, to be fair. Oh, it's co-op. It's co-op. We should play it. We should play it. And just change the podcast to a gaming <laughs> one. <laughs> we'll uh, legitimately download it on the internet on use an emulator because apparently that's legal. Nice. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, where were we? The Warriors film. No, so the socials. Yeah. Is it my turn this week? It is your turn. Oh, well then. I suppose I better uh, tell the audience. Get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's facebook.com forward slash that damn film show and it's twitter.com forward slash damn film show and it's instagram i have no fucking idea how to tell you how to get there on instagram all i know is it's that underscore dan underscore film underscore show but there's nothing on it anyway there's one there's our title card that's it oh but we could put random pictures on there and we could put about the game on there like we yeah yeah but other than that yeah it's got fuck all on it (laughs) but it will become our visual interface exactly She'll be a visual in your interface. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, we'll put shit on there at some point. Probably nothing to do with what we're talking about that week. <laughs> Probably just be pictures of Blink, Link, and Zelda. It could be like our um, kind of curveball social media for because the other <laughs> ones actually are related. It could just be completely unrelated. It could be our millennicast version of of our socials. We could just make it about the millennicast. <laughs> like hey go listen to them yeah (coughs) what are you doing here (coughs) yeah use their logo and everything (laughs) millennicast what more do you want there you go ben and kurt (laughs) free free advertising free plug free free plug do that in a pipe and smoke kit but i was gonna say take that and put it into the wall socket but you know (laughs) this is a plug do both and do it now exactly do it now. <laughs> the Warriors. With Arnold Schwarzenegger. Dwayne Johnson. What the hell is going Arnold on? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Sylvester Stallone. Dwayne oh, Johnson. God. But somehow all of them are at their peak age. Oh, no. This is physically hurting me. <laughs> um, right. The Warriors. The Warriors. Okay. For those of you who don't know, it is it's basically at the start, it is set up as a gang film. I think it's supposed to be in the future, but it's mm. the future from... 1979 well i think the book's even older so it's like four years ago (laughs) yeah yeah um and what happens is that it's just all gangs that kind of control different parts of new york so you've got like brooklyn and coney island is where the warriors are from but they all own their little bits of turf and they fight amongst each other and there's like you know ongoing battles between gangs Hmm. And then the setup at the start of the film is this guy who's kind of like a prophet has said, uh, we should all meet up and don't bring any weapons. It's Mm. like a peaceful talk. So all the gangs, there's loads, like literally hundreds turn up at this place and to listen to what this guy says. And and he essentially says, we should all work together against the cops um, and unite under one common kind of goal yeah but then it all goes wrong exactly. uh, i don't know how much i should give away but i think it's probably enough yeah so something happens 
Uh, actually, actually, no, I think you'll kind of have to tell... It uh, sets into motion, doesn't it, the rest yeah, of the yeah. thing? He gets shot by this one of these gang members. But that gang member, to cover his own backside, basically pins it on the head chief, the war chief, as they're called, of the warriors. Mm. Um, and he gets... <coughs> well, he gets beaten the shit out of. You don't see what happens to him, but the rest of them manage to escape. And they don't know that everyone's out for them because mm. it's all a confusing mess. The police turn up and they just have to get out of there. And then they realise that their war chiefs you know, didn't make it. Mm. And then they're just trying to get back to Coney Island, but as they're progressing to get back there, they think they're just fighting off these gangs because they're going through their territories. And then they begin to realise that they're actually after them. Yeah. Um, because they're blamed, they're for, blamed for the death of this guy. Um, so it... For that reason, it is definitely an on-the-run film. Definitely. And fun fact, there is a marathon of that route that people do. And how many miles is it? It's 28. Thank so it's you. even more than a marathon, technically. Um, so that's that's quite cool. Connects up nicely to last week's film. It does. Basically the same story. <laughs> <laughs> Just with leather jerkins and lots of... Half topless men. There we go. Simon Pegg. <laughs> that sounds wrong the way I've described it. <laughs> Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and Samuel Jackson chuck those into the Warriors along with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> and we've got a remake on our hands. Oh, no. <laughs> or an alternative reality version. Yeah, because they've never done that before. No, no, as in, like, literally, it's not an alternative reality version of the film. It's a fil- version of the film from another reality. Where Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, and all those other actors I've just mentioned were all born at the right time to be in that film together. I mean, talking about it sounds <laughs> hilarious, but th- th- I'd fucking watch that. I don't know. I we we would have got Hot Fuzz in like the eighties. Imagine that, an eighties version of Hot Fuzz. I mean, technically, it's based on like eighties Tony Scott style of filmmaking. Mm. So, full circle, bitch. Just like the marathon. True. That would be a very interesting thought. A world where. All of the famous filmmakers and actors were all born at different points. So let's say mm. all, all of the 80s actors we got were all now in their prime. Right. And and seeing how different their and how films, different would, their films be. would be. Because some of them would have access to better technology. Yeah. But then some of them would be worse because they're not doing practical anymore. Yeah. Like take Terminator 2, for example. Would that be worse because they would CGI everything if they made it now? Well, I mean, it's a film about a drug addict in Scotland, so it's probably all right. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, a reference to our own Classic. joke. Yeah, very interesting thought. An alternative reality where they were all born at different times, and we maybe even got actors from, like, the 70s in the in today's time. Yeah. yeah I feel feeling. like some of the actors in that film that didn't go on to have big careers would be really interesting if mm. they were still working. Yeah. So, Warriors. Warriors. Mm. Warriors. Who are the Warriors? So, why don't you take it away? Because you've never seen it before. I've not seen the Warriors before. It was very good. I enjoyed it a lot. It was, like like I said after watching it, it was very, like, subtle in a way. It it was very much like, it felt like a low-budget film, Mm. which I assume it was. I think it was quite low-budget. It's a bunch of characters kind of very central you kind of know what's going to happen as it goes on but you, you you're not really in for surprises you're more just in for a comfortable a comfortable but gritty film it's mm-hmm. never extremely violent 
and it's never particularly gory and it's never like i know is it is it an 18 because if it is i don't really know why even by if that it standard was, that it would have been at the time but then again the exorcist was an 18 and that is that is quite a bit mind you the age ratings change quite a lot i i think it's a 15 because they're swearing in it obviously in a bit of blood and with age ratings uh, there we go so it is rated r restricted jesus yeah so what is r for us that's 15 to 18 in it oh here we go imdb imdb parents guide Ooh. oh yeah uh pg-13 apparently what for now that's i'm confused i mean now. there's a line in that film that says i'm gonna shove a bat up your ass and make a popsicle out of you yeah which is amazing that's, that's about as bad as what you're in the marvel films these days isn't it that's true <laughs> oh here we go <laughs> i've just found the parents guide for it and it's got the following categories sex and nudity four violence and gore six profanity five alcohol drugs and smoking only the one frightening and intense scenes yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and the certification is... Oh, it's got it for each country. In the UK, X. What the fuck's an X? <laughs> I think that... That's got to be 15 or above. Oh, here we go. So, United Kingdom, 2005 director's cut is a 15. There you go. United Kingdom, 1987 video rating was an 18. Oh, right, Jesus. And then, yeah... There's some really ratings really bizarre. So Brazil is 14. Get the kids in. <laughs> um, well, I guess there's not much difference between France. France is a, okay. France is new rating is a 12, but the original rating was 13. France thinks that it's that its people have matured by one whole year in 40 years. Well, they do like cheese. <laughs> they do like cheese. There we go. Germany 12. Fuck it. <laughs> Hong Kong just has. Oh, Hong Kong is 11. Jesus. That's so Why don't they all just stick to somewhere in the same ballpark? I don't know. Like... Japan is PG-12. Wow. Nigeria is a 12. Um, Mexico, C. Literally, the rating is C. <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, yeah, some give 18, but it's really bizarre. I wouldn't put it above 12 nowadays. No, I think, but going back... Uh... To when it was made i can see why maybe it was an 18 because also you've got to remember that the themes it's gangs and at the time there was a lot of uh gang issues in new york so maybe they would have restricted it for that sense because, because they didn't want people imitating it or something well apparently the 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 real gangs in real life that were operating in new york were upset that they weren't represented even though huh. it's fictional they were upset they weren't re represented and used, and used to like attack the sets and stuff really what the yeah. fuck mm. seems a bit dumb <laughs> well yeah. gang warfare can be quite dumb so yeah oh wait can you move your mic down slightly because it's like above your face how about now that's a bit better yeah do you like it yeah um so yeah ultimately back back to what i was saying good film it's like i said it was subtle although it is violent in a way you never really see the violence like massively like that bit where they're like elbowing the guy down because that's the warrior's leader isn't it at the start yes yeah um you don't really see anything no um 
same same with the scene I, I won't reveal it because it's kind of integral to the plot but the scene later on where that where people converge on the person oh yeah 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 you don't i won't say what anything. it is yet but that is you, it's just yeah. left your imagination that's that's what's kind of good about it is it's very it's very you can kind of interpret it in different ways i suppose like the reason it might have a slightly higher rating in it is well yeah just because of the violence of it there, i don't even remember that much swearing in it do you no, I, uh, it's funny because when we talked about the rating at the start, I thought that's really surprising. Mm. But then the more I think about it, the more actually, no, there's nothing that bad. Nothing really that bad, in it, no. I mean, the game has an 18, but it is made by Rockstar, so I imagine there's probably a reason for it. Yeah. but um, Also, I guess maybe the sexual kind of discussions in it is quite mature, like mm. the language in that. But <coughs> with certificate ratings, as long as it's not profanity or like obscene mm. you you can get away with it yeah. So, um, yeah yeah i mean if that was to be released today with the same level of violence and gore in it which there was hardly any it'd probably be 12 maybe yeah. be a 15 yeah. at a push yeah but, totally yeah oh it doesn't take away from the film at all it's just interesting that that's what they went for considering the age rating they had i mean i'm not sure how heavily restricted things were in the 70s but that's definitely less like gory and like blood, like gory and like sweary than Aliens, which came out the same year. Yeah, there were other. Yeah, exactly. So there were other films that were worse, definitely. Um, yeah. What did you think of? I know you haven't seen the other cart, the original cart, but what did you think of the oh, little the touches? Comic stuff. So yeah, we should probably say that we watched the director's cut. Um, so I'm guessing the original cut's probably in four by three, whereas this was in widescreen, wasn't it? Actually, no, it's it's a film, so it would have been in widescreen anyway. Yeah, it's still in widescreen. Um, yeah, so in this version, basically between some scenes, it'll have like a comic book filter appear over the scene, and then it'll like move down to another panel. Yeah, it was fine. I, I like, I remember one of our friends said about it the other day. Well, Ben, in fact, was saying about it the other day. He said he didn't like that. I didn't feel if it was there or wasn't, it would have made any difference personally. I felt it didn't add anything, but it didn't really take anything away. I've always quite liked it, but I think on that watch do kind of understand what he means because it kind of it it is so it is a bit jarring between because it's old footage and then kind of slightly polished looking yeah. panels it looks a <coughs> bit um kind of takes you out of it a bit mm. um i used to really like it now i'm not so sure but i don't hate it yeah um because what they've done is kind of some of them look really good like the there's a bit where a train pulls up and it kind of bleeds into the actual shot yeah that one looks really nice it's more when it's characters faces that it looks a bit odd mm. but again if you've seen things like scanner darkly where they sell shade over characters it's mm. essentially that i need to see scanner darkly actually. oh it's a great yeah. film but it's it is good. it takes a while for you to adjust because it, that style is the whole film yeah um so yeah it's a weird it's w interesting idea to be fair yeah I've got the book of that somewhere. I have to read it at some point. Um, but yeah, uh, I suppose jump into a bit of acting. Acting chops. Now, it's weird because every single face was recognisable in some way, shape or form in this. But I don't think any of them are actors that I actually know because I went on IMDb and checked them all. And they all look, I mean, all of their pictures, a lot of them were just the same picture from the Warriors. So it's the only film they were in, basically. So... Um James Ramar is probably the most famous, even though he's not the main character. He plays Ajax. Right. But he's uh, 
you know, he's he's Dexter's dad, and he he plays a lot of older uh, older roles now. <laughs> when you say Dexter's dad, I'm thinking of Dexter's Laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> Dexter's dadatory. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, you're right. Uh, there are a lot of recognisable faces, but it's more that they're probably not so famous now. Yeah. David Patrick Kelly, who plays Luther, who is the Warriors come out to play. Oh, yeah. So he's basically the baddie, for those who haven't seen it. He is the guy out of Commando who Arnie holds over a cliff. And he says, <laughs> you know, I said I'd kill you last. I and the guy goes, you did, man, you did. I lied. And he's that guy. <laughs> and he turns up in a lot of 80s films. <laughs> uh, so do the others, like I was saying. Um, oh, he's in Twin Peaks 2017. Who? Like the James Ramar? Yeah. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, he's in The Crow. Last... Bruce Willis, Last Man Standing. That's a good film. Future Very cheesy Dreams. Film. Yeah, not really in much that I recognise. Oh, he's in John Wick 2? Yeah, fuck yeah, was probably. he in John Wick 2? Charlie, apparently. Who's Charlie? Um, I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah, John Wick 2's... And John Wick 1. Um, Who's in John Wick? Who the fuck's Charlie? It's going to drive me nuts now. I mean, he's in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Needless to say. Interesting. Um. Anyway, yeah. So, lots of kind of how can I put it like unknown actors in this. Surprisingly, I did expect a big, almost like a young version of a bunch of now well-known stars. Yeah, it's quite an odd thing because Michael Beck. He's been in a few other things mm. at the time, but. Uh, he never kind of really shot to stardom. And again, that's the same with a lot, with a lot of the other characters. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's strange. The guy who plays um, Fox. Which one was Fox? Fox is the one who sees the murder take place. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's played by, by a guy called Thomas G. Waits, who's in Thing. Mm. Um, yes, he yeah. was the one of the ones I recognised. I didn't realise this. Uh, basically, he leaves the... I will talk about this in spoilers because it's a spoiler. Ah. But there's an interesting bit of trivia with him. Interesting. Um, but yeah. Cool. Actors. So I suppose the main one to talk about is probably the leader of the pack. Swan. Swan. Yeah. Or. Huh. <laughs> huh. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So he was basically leader of the group. And I thought he. I think he, he held it together pretty well. The, the thing is, is. I don't think it's necessarily worth talking about each individual character because all of them are quite similar in like the, how they act. Yeah, it's not um, not any hard-hitting performances. Mm. The thing is, The Warriors is deliberately cheesy and slightly over the top. Mm. It's just a very stylish film. Yeah. And because it's got a comic book vibe, even before they insert the panels, Yeah, everything's kind of quite kind of larger than life in a way it and the performances are as well i think it feels like um frank miller didn't write the comic by any chance did he no no i no. thought it's, it's too i think it's not him. a comic i think it's a book oh, it's yeah a book, it's a book. novel oh, okay. um, but it's just very it is very comic book yeah like even before i'd seen so i saw the original cut first and even before i saw that i thought it felt very comic booky yeah, I mean, like even looking like the poster for the film, it looks like it's uh, exactly you know it's it's got that vibe. But um, oh, by Sol Yurik, but 
it feels like this inspired Frank Miller's style in a lot of ways. Yeah, that sort of gritty that. comic book look. Yeah, feels like he kind of got it from this. But yeah, also it is uh, probably not going to really go into specific actors. Like I said, there's not really much to talk about. But it is weird that it got a game literally like 25 years later. Yes. Yeah, and by Rockstar. Well. Yeah. Like it's quite a cult <coughs> thing. It it had like a resurgence. I think it had a resurgence in like the 2000s or 90s because that might be why the director's cut came out. Yeah. Because I remember when I saw it, there was just a lot of buzz. I watched the documentary on the the reissue mm. and it was all about how it's it, it, over the years, kind of like Dark Crystal, it's gained a massive cult following. Yeah. Um, and it's a little bit underappreciated. Um, well, not now, but it was. Yeah, yeah. Now it's kind um, of... A cult classic sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, as for the individual characters, I mean, yeah, there was Swan, there's, I can't remember, a a Ajax, Ajax on it? Yeah. I can't remember all the others, but they all just kind of stick together as a group for most of it with a little bit of splitting off. Um, so you're, it's almost like rather than being, I mean, they are individual characters, but it's more the group of the warriors that is the interesting part. Yeah. Um, they When they get split off, they end up in different scenarios and, it's kind of them just running from scenario to scenario um, and the madness that ensues when they get to each thing. Definitely. And it, it's kind of nice in a way because the start of the film is almost like little introductions to each character because mm. they'll have their, there's like a montage sequence and it's of the trains and then it, in between that it's two, two of the characters talking to each other and does this clever thing where it like will show you over the <coughs> shoulder of one focusing on the other and then <coughs> it will switch it. So you get a shot of every character and a little bit of dialogue. Yeah. So even though there isn't a re real stand-up performance, it's quite nice that the whole group get introduced. Yeah. And that they each get, and throughout the film, they all get their little bits. And when they split off, they get a little bit more attention directed to them. Mm. Uh, I do quite like Swan. Yeah. Because he's just cool. Yeah. He's just very cool. Even now as like a 29-year-old man, I think, one's pretty damn he's cool pre pretty much a badass yeah and he's kind of cool level-headed um and uh, th they're quite stereotyped characters he's like the the cool cat and then ajax is the hot-headed one that always wants to punch mm. up and then you've got slightly more nervy ones slightly nerdy ones mm. but yeah it's it's got a real kind of slick style to it yeah and the performances although nothing special still feel quite realistic in a way yeah and feels like a street gang yeah like yeah a, and they're, they're they're enjoy they're <coughs> enjoyable to watch mm. yeah and i think uh they kind of split the groups off into good choices like the leader kind of ends up buying so swan or huh uh <laughs> gets broken off to be by himself quite a few times but then always ends up with the the woman he meets marcy marcy yeah uh, played by who's she played by? I can't. Deborah Van Valkenburg. Yeah, has she been anything any in anything else? I don't think I've ever seen her in anything nah. else. Um, well, yeah, he ends up with her, and that's kind of they they the director clearly knew which characters kind of had good. I mean, they all have good chemistry together, but they kind of split off the ones that had the best. And I think those two had really good chemistry throughout each scene they were in. They were quite almost matching personalities in a way. But she was trying to convince him of that. Interesting fact, Thomas G. Waite, who plays Fox, who I mentioned earlier, was originally scripted to uh, be with her. Yeah. 
but they didn't have any chemistry. Oh, right. So they switched it to Swan. Just one. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder if the book is the same. Yeah, maybe that's why. Maybe <coughs> they're going off the book. But yeah. then when it came to shooting, they thought it'd, it'd be a better match in the... Which would kind of make sense because Swan's always focused on getting back and the objective. Mm. So I guess in the book, maybe he wasn't distracted by... Yeah. ...by Marcy. So it'd be interesting to read the book and see how different it is. I'm surprised yeah. you haven't read it, to be fair. Cause I'm surprised I haven't said films. it. Uh, haven't said it. Haven't <laughs> read it. Um, <coughs> but yeah, I'd say I'd say all the performances were good, and I think hers is one of the best as well, because she kind of like starts off as the. Well, I, originally I didn't think she was going to be in it that much when she had that first scene. Um, but yeah, when she started following them, I was like, okay, she she wants to follow them and carry on with them because what is it? There's a gang called the Orphans, which <laughs> is she's originally with, um, and I'm guessing they don't really get up to much because they're quite calm and collective. But yeah, the Orphans are basically just they're so. He even says something like they're so ineffective mm. and they're not tough that they're not even on the map of yeah. gangs to know. Um, so the, the gangs uh, kind of segueing into the gangs, I think they're really interesting. Yeah, I think I think again, it's almost worth talking about the different gangs more than it is the actors. Yeah. So what what are the gang? What the other gang names? There's hundreds. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but they obviously they only used a kind of six, of I them. think. So they show a lot at the start. Yeah. They show absolute loads, and some of them don't come back into it, as in. They don't end up in the. They in don't the end up interacting, later. yeah, because yeah. um, there's like <laughs> the my Marcus one that they showed at the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the main ones they come across. I can't remember Luther's gang, but obviously the antagonist and his mm. crew of shitheads. And then you got the warriors, obviously. You've got the riffs, who were the biggest gang. Is that the ones at the end? Yeah, yeah, right. The guy with the shades, who I think <coughs> are. I think the idea is they're partnered with the speaker Cyrus, yeah, uh, who gets killed, um, and because they're kind of the biggest outfit, they want to amalgamate everyone and have them all collective. Yeah. Then you've got the baseball furies that oh, are literally yeah. dressed up like baseball guys, but with mad Ma- yeah. kind of kiss skull makeup. Orphans. Um, the umbrella ladies. Oh, the the Lizzies. The Lizzies, right. <laughs> um, what was the other one? Oh, the I can't remember. I don't know if they ever mentioned their name, but they're like the skater gang that they fight in the toilet. Oh yeah, the guy with the rollerblades yeah. and Mario and Luigi. And Mario and Luigi. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that it? It's it's mostly them finding these oh, gangs and then the Turnbull ACs and the school bus. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're not yeah. in it for too long, are they? They're no, they're no. quite like. They're quite big characters. I expected them to kind of be the main gang to follow them, but they only follow them for like five minutes. Yeah, you think <coughs> because I, I guess because kind of what they're driving and mm. the way they they look feels like they are going to be a significant part of the end. I think what I think that's probably what the director was going for because no gang is in it for more than five ten minutes. Yeah. So I think they were kind of going for that idea of there's so many gangs that you don't know how many gonna, you're going to bump into and all these crazy different things can happen yeah mm. yeah essentially yeah but who was your favorite gang i love the baseball furies yeah i did too because it, it's just ridiculous they've <laughs> got the best song to them as well 
the Baseball Fury song is my favourite, mm. although it's kind of pretty much the same as the Warriors theme. Um, and they're, yeah, they're not actually that good in the mm. end, but they just they just look cool and they're they're, they're quite freaky because yeah. they they run like almost machines. Yeah. Um, I, I guess the idea is because they're like baseball fanatics. They're they're used to running for miles and miles. But <laughs> yeah, that that just whole <coughs> sequence. There's some really iconic shots in this film. Yeah, it's very well shot. It's really nicely shot. It's nicely lit. Um, it is low budget, but they do a lot with that budget. Exactly. M- makeup, costumes. Um, I mean, when there is blood in it, like the the beat the beaten up makeup, it's never very good. No. But it. it doesn't take away from it as such like yeah mr well somebody gets stabbed at some point it looks like there's jam coming out of his arm (laughs) yeah i i think with certain things like that it gets away with it because it's quite self-aware that it's comic booky and yeah um not although it's gritty it's not realistic Mm. really so I i think you just accept that yeah and go with it uh, because because you know although it's 79 it's it's just becoming the 80s and that was the whole thing of the 80s it was like style over realism a lot of yeah. the time um and just kind of you get swept up in it uh, because there's just like an amazing synthy score mm. and quite vi- there's always vibrant colors yeah um so i did yeah the sc- i mean the score in particular in this was awesome so. yeah yeah. yeah, it's a bit kind of John Carpenter esque. Yeah, that's they what I said the guy's actually. name is like Roy Van Battenberg or something. <laughs> that's probably not it, but <laughs> that's probably way Roy off. Van Battenberg. Let's have a look. Let's give him give him his credit due. Composer Van Battenberg and his amazing synth work. That was weird. I googled the Warriors composer and it gave me. You looking for the Warrior is a composer child? What? <laughs> What does that even mean? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, Barry de Vor- Vorzen. That was well off. You were just little. Roy von Battenberg. <laughs> oh, can't. For say how can't. Yeah, it was Barry. The one you just said, Barry von. Yeah. Vorzen. I'm just trying to see if I can get it to show me that thing again. The warrior. The warrior is a child composer. Yes. What does that mean? Maybe you've just like stumbled across a kind of secret code. Someone called Twilla Paris is apparently that. Oh, one. Twilla Paris. Never. Yeah, no, I was going to say, you have no idea who it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, very good music. It, like you said, very John Carpentry. It's it's almost got like a Terminator vibe to it, mm. in a sense, even though this is before Terminators. So, yes. You know. um, to be fair, it feels like the first Terminator has got a lot of this sort of very gritty 80s style and even though it's the early 70s i feel like this could have inspired a lot of the 80s mm. you know well not early 70s late 70s and weirdly but. there's a weird connection between this and midnight special that i think huh. apart from the end sequence it's all at night um hmm. which yeah apart from literally like the last two scenes yeah again i think there's something really atmospheric and cinematic about <clears throat> um nighttime kind of sequences yeah uh, and for a film this old it's very well lit yes like considering a lot of it's at <coughs> night i didn't find it hard to see what was see going what on was going on which normally with 80s and 70s films that's normally the case i mean yeah. alien for example is probably a, a a good example of the lighting done right but that's a very high budget film for the time but yeah, yeah. 
for something that looks quite low budget. You, the, I mean, who was the DOP? Anyone particularly special? Uh, particularly I do famous? Not know. No. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, they seem to know what they were doing. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. good. Um, would like to give a shout out to the dir- director. Oh, Water Hill's brilliant. Yeah. What else has he done? The Driver, Forty Eight Hours, another Forty Eight Hours. He produced Alien. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. Produced it. Yeah. Um, but he's done a lot of producing and directing. But he's brilliant. I like a lot of his films I've seen, to be fair. (coughs) Uh, So. He obviously produced on all of the aliens. On all of them? Wow, okay. Well, well, uh, one, two, three. I'm not sure about after that. Warriors, the assignment. Oh, God, he worked on Aliens, Colonial Marines. Oh, he wrote the story for it. The game. Oh, dear. (coughs) <coughs> oh, Last Man Standing. Oh, he, he worked on the game as well for the Warriors. Red Heat? <coughs> Red Heat? That's on uh, Netflix. We should watch that. It's Arnie. <laughs> he worked on Tales from the Crypt. Crossroads. Uh, Brewster's Millions. Streets of Fire. Damn. Yeah, Damn. He's, done, he's done, you know, he's done some good ones. He did a film called Dog and Cat, two <laughs> years before the Warriors. I don't know that one. Bullet in the Head with... <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, I think. Fair producer ones, <laughs> aren't they? Oh no, that is directing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's done quite a lot. To be fair. Yeah, he's done a mix. <laughs> Definitely done some random films. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. But no, he's great. <coughs> like, it, I think he was at his prime in his eighties. He's got, like I said, Crossroads, Red Heat, Forty Eight Hours, another Forty Eight Hours. The Driver was seventies. Kind of that period, he was really good. Got a nice, um, got a nice visual aesthetic to his films, mm. and they're quite solidly directed. I He's think. in Baby Driver, apparently, oh. as an actor. Interesting. Very random. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I mean, I think that's pretty much it. We didn't really talk specifically about actors, but it's not really a film that he works for. I don't think. No, no. Yeah. I think <coughs> I, I do think Mike, Michael Beck has quite a good. Yeah, on screen presence. He's definitely the most standout for sure. But I think he's meant to be. Obviously, he's the leader of the, well, the leader yeah. of the ragtag group that split off from the. He's almost original. got like a rock star quality to him. He reminds me. Is that because he's rock star made the game? No, <laughs> but he reminds me a bit of. Uh, he looks <coughs> a bit kind of like a young Steve Tyler or hmm. someone from the Stones. He's just got a yeah, kind of got like a rocker. Sort he's got of the look. Yeah, he's got the look. Um, also. Ajax is a very good asshole. Like, um, you don't like his character, but he plays that character quite well. Yeah. Um, I did like um, what was it? So Dexter's dad. What was the actor's name? Oh yeah, that's Ajax. I say that. Yeah, he he was he was definitely probably. I'd say he's probably the second most interesting character. But it's yeah. funny that. Well, we'll talk about it in the spoilers. But what happens to him? And it's just like, there he goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does that on a few occasions. It's um. <clears throat> You, you you don't always see where it's going. It does throw mm. a few curveballs in terms of because it sets up certain characters. Certain characters you think are gonna remain in the picture longer don't, and other characters mm. do. It, it it's um it doesn't it it's it follows a very set trajectory. Yeah. But some of the forks on that trajectory are actually quite a surprise. Mm. Like the overall story, kind of the arc. It's quite conventional, I guess. Yeah. Um, but some of the little choices are quite quite unusual and yeah. interesting. 
I think you know the <clears throat> each, each little gang they meet is it's always very different scenes sort of thing. Although you kind of know what's going to happen, yeah, it's still very different from what you know what you were. It it, it mixes it up enough that it's never dull. Sort of yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah. Like that. <clears throat> I always I love this film, but I do remember for some reason a lot of it they're just running and not much happening. But when I watched it that time, I was like, no, that's not the case yeah. at all. It's an hour and a half. It's a good pace, and for every kind of quiet scene, there's then something big exciting happens. happens. And <coughs> the fight scenes are actually nicely choreographed. There are yeah. a few times they're where a bit they're a bit 1970s, but yeah, yeah, for the time they would have been pretty impressive for sure. Exactly. They now when they get hit, they get punched and they fought, they jump four feet in the air yeah. to then land on their back, which you know. But it's it still works for the style of film it is and because it's an older film you kind of go yeah it works and like we were saying <coughs> it's nicely shot and there's some really nice uses of slow motion where yes expect yeah I know it looks really good like the character does a kind of very cinematic role or yeah but the kind of smashes through a door oh yeah the cop <laughs> yeah exactly it's it's got so many iconic scenes mm. which is why i like it so much yeah it, it sticks in your mind also with actors quickly before we move on david patrick kelly is hilarious as luther the bad guy oh yeah he's so over the top but in such an entertaining way mm. like he really goes for it and it's just the, the way he talks <laughs> is kind of almost bordering on comedy it wasn't me man yeah yeah because <laughs> i like doing things <laughs> yeah yeah no he's great he's very just full of kind of charisma mm. and that's uh that's what i like about this film it's it's just funky yeah it's just so damn funky. so like ev every scene is like not full of color in the sense of like actual physical color more like it's a colorful scene like madness is happening yeah and stuff. the characters say kind of yeah you know really funny hip things and they're all kind of like bopping around mm. and they've got these leather jackets one thing i did notice as well is for a 1970s film it's very um inclusive a yeah. lot, quite a lot of women in it quite a lot of black people in it a lot yeah. of white, pe white people in it um yeah it, for for a film of that decade you kind of expect it to just be whitewashed but thankfully it isn't yeah which is nice because the setting as well it's in like brooklyn and places where mm. it is diverse so it's it i guess it's realistic in that sense yeah which is good like you say well i think it's pretty much it for non-spoilers yeah pretty much i mean uh the only other thing i'd say quickly about the sound is there's some also as well as the score mm. there's some really good songs yes so there's a, a character on the who speaks on the radio you just see her mouth mm. and she narrates the story but also is it's like the radio station for the gang exactly yeah. that they all listen to which <coughs> is how they kind of track the warriors down mm. But they play some really good songs on that, yeah. um, which again gives it that cinematic, funky vibe. Uh, it, you know, it's just a cool motherfucking film. Definitely. <laughs> well, Quill. I think you know what time it is. Now he's still on the run. Yeah. We don't know where he is. He's, you know, he's joined a gang, trying to get to Coney Island. M maybe, maybe. Yeah. Oh, Jeff Goldblum in this film. That'd be <laughs> fucking great. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's our, as usual, our new s segment, mystery our mystery guess. guess. Yeah. I think we'll uh, throw it over to our, our mystery guess right about now. Oh! 
you get? Do you see what you get when you mess with the warrior? Excellent. Ex ex excellent description. Yeah, thank you. Thank you yeah. very much for stopping by and taking the time to like give that summary. Like I said, we were going to get random people off the off the street. Didn't say they wouldn't be famous people. <laughs> <laughs> well, we live in a very uh, famously populated area. Yeah, Bradley Stoke. <laughs> where all the OP actors <laughs> live, isn't it? Woo. <laughs> if only. <laughs> Put the price of the house up, even though we don't own it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you very much for listening for the non-spoilery bit. Thank you indeed. And uh, fuck off down the model village <laughs> while we jump into the spoilers. <laughs> yeah. So what was your, uh, your favourite... Well... Let's say, what was your favourite spoilery scene? Um, <coughs> interesting. So I'll, I'll go with mine. I, I quite enjoyed the to the scene in the toilet, the uh, the fight oh, they had there. Oh, that's brilliant! That Some really scene. good choreography. Marion, the there there was two people. There's a really tall guy that's dressed in dungarees, exactly the colour of Super Mario, yeah. and then there's another guy dressed in exactly the colours of Luigi. And this is five years before. Uh, yeah, at least five years before the first Mario Bros. came out. Imagine if they actually got the idea from Shigeru that. Miyamoto that sat there so going, weird. hmm, I can see that. <laughs> but the weird thing is, is they say there's a Mercedes-Benz advert from years ago where Nintendo did a um, promotional thing with Mercedes and put Mercedes cars in Mario Kart 8. Oh, right. And in the advert, it's like a super realistic, like it's, it's like live action. And a live action version of Mario gets out of a car, but he kind of looks like that guy. He's like a what? big, tall, muscly bloke. Let's show the the advert afterwards. But it's, yeah, <laughs> it's too 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 connected to be untrue. I know. Yeah. I might might have to post that alongside it. <laughs> post the, the uh. The That'll be post. Instagram. Oh, here we go. Yeah, we've got the Instagram already. <laughs> Boom. Line it up. Do that. I'll put it in there and say, hey, this is a hint to a hint to our film next week. That's a good idea. <laughs> Now we've got use for it. <laughs> but, you know, people are going to hear this shit after it's already been posted. Well, you know. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Now you know where we've got the idea. People. Yeah, they can see the thought process exactly. as if anyone would want to. <laughs> um. <laughs> and hear the thought process. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, other scenes. So That scene, though, just quickly on that, mm. I kind of think the World's End fight scene got some influence from yeah, that. Yeah, I, could I be can wrong, see that. But it would make sense. I mean, the <clears> age of... Uh, Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg they probably mm. grew up on stuff like that yeah so it, it would totally make sense yeah I but can see that it's like that scene in World's End it's nicely choreographed there's some beautiful slow motion and the fight although it's not um, visually violent there's not lots of blood it feels quite punchy like like you'll see people get their heads rammed into doors yeah and although the kind of doors fall apart and you know, no one's actually brushed away. And Someone in. gets a butt, th get their butt thrown first through a door. That's yeah, so there's some quite kind of volatile action, which is mm. always sad. A lot of broken mirrors in that scene. Oh, yeah. That's the only purpose <coughs> of mirrors in bathrooms. Yeah. Is for someone to be thrown someone into Someone to get them. smashed into yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Um, then <laughs> it did make me laugh the scene with what are they called? The, the umbrella gang, as I keep calling them. The Lizzie's. The Lizzie's. It was so like. Okay, something sense is going on here. They aren't getting this lucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then it's like, oh, there we go. Now now they're stabbing and shooting. But I was like, I feel like the women were just having a bit of fun as well. Because <laughs> they could have easily have gotten them like 10 minutes earlier. 
yeah <laughs> yeah you probably have to suspend your disbelief a bit for that, <laughs> uh, funnily um, enough the thing i was talking about well i was gonna say earlier but then realized it was kind of a spoiler the guy who plays fox again um thomas g Waite. so because it's the spoiler zone i can say he gets killed by the yeah it's like train, train, train tracks that was because he fell out with the director really and got written out <laughs> got written out of the film um is that even him being thrown is it a different actor being thrown it could be well yeah, yeah it'll probably be stuntman anyway stunt um but i think yeah he was supposed to be in it longer mm. but they had a big disagreement and the actor even asked to be removed from the credits because i just really? tried, well I, you can't see him on the imdb page huh. and then in the trivia it says he asked to be removed from the final credits wow um wonder why i mean i know they had an argument but surely you still want to have your work credited who knows, who knows? interesting um but yeah, I thought his scene, his death scene was actually pretty like shit. Didn't really see that coming. Um, yeah. Although I, like I said, I do find it weird that, well, it's kind of good in a way that you don't really see how that wraps up. But that cop is, that cop is definitely uh, going to prison <laughs> because he, you know, he definitely threw. He didn't just throw the kid off of him. He threw him into a train track. Like. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of. Um, I mean, there's a lot of stuff like that. So Ajax. Oh yeah, we want to talk about Ajax's scene. Oh yeah, yeah. So he at the end of the scene he gets arrested and you just never find out what yeah, happens. Yeah, he's just stuck there. Yeah, probably still dragging that bench through a, far, a tr- yeah, hey, yeah, forest they, somewhere. Yeah, they, or they could have just you know. Killed and him. I Who I knows? did love the scene where he gets arrested. Those cops come driving up, pretty slow, pretty like oh what's going on here? And then it's hard handbrake turn, slide into the spot, and it's just like fuck no, was that was that needed? <laughs> completely unnecessary. But it did make me laugh, like. That woman that handcuffs him to the bench. Yeah. I thought, oh, she's a cop, and this is like a thing she sets up to catch him. And then she pulls out the rape whistle, and she doesn't have a badge or anything. So she's just a person. And it's like, yeah, they never specify. Yeah. Do they? So like, he he was actually doing well, and she was like, oh, you know, why don't you show me show me some of your tricks that you do with the ladies? And instead of you know just going for it, he goes overly violent all of a sudden, and then gets arrested. It's, it's, it's a like, hard one to call, but but then it's a bit sus her behavior anyway like the lizzie's so maybe she was undercover maybe who knows still that seemed to make me laugh because it's like all right (laughs) yeah that little i mean i swear like that scene where the cop skids into place he was probably driving down and went nah fuck it i want to make the scheme look cool (laughs) definitely there's a lot of stuff like that in this yeah where, where it is going for this just look fucking cool over if mm. it's particularly necessary but i find compared to some other age uh, like 70s 80s films it doesn't go that overboard never yeah it's always like i said it's quite a subtle film yeah because I, re- I read a review of it that said oh if you're <coughs> happy to kind of it, it, if you're looking for gritty realism then this isn't the film yeah but yeah. in a good way but then I was thinking, but there is quite a lot of gritty realism. fairly realistic, yeah. You compare it to, like, John Woo's films from the 80s. <laughs> and everything's slow motion. People are jumping through the air with two guns. Well, th- this has kind of knife violence, and characters do get stabbed and do get shot. Mm. Um, and that sort of stuff, I think, actually, especially at the time, because, yeah, with age, it looks a bit dated. But mm. you've got to remember, w- when this came out, it was probably considered quite violent and gritty mm. um so like you're saying if they did it today it'd I mean, probably be a lot more violent yeah and they but they could the themes and the ideas you could carry over quite easily yeah so it's it's got even in its kind of plot and style it's got 
quirkiness to it. It almost feels like a film that it could be made at any point in time. Mm. It would still be an interesting film. Yeah. Because it would just be a take on gangs today or a take on gangs in the 90s or whenever it was made. Sort of yeah. thing, you know, it yeah. could change it up a lot. But I think, well, I, I suppose the last scene is worth talking about as well. I, oh, I, yeah. I like the way it kind of builds up. It's like, oh, it's going to be a big fight. And then the other gang shows up and you're like, fucking hell, this is going to be a massive fight. And then it's like, nah, mate. Yeah. You don't get a big fight. <laughs> Which is kind of cool in a way. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it doesn't do. I've never seen the Twilight films, but I know at the end of it, there's meant to be a massive fight that's going to happen, and it's, it happens in the books apparently as well. That instead of the fight actually happening, it one of the characters just shows it in somebody's mind to the villain to show them what would happen if they had to fight, and then the fight doesn't actually happen. Yeah, that seems Sounds disappointing. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, you get the fight, but you also get a disappointing ending. <laughs> yeah, because the difference in this is that there's been quite a lot of little cool fights. Yeah, that you, you don't, don't need mind. the big build-up no. fight at the end. Yeah. Also, in a realistic way, they'd all be fucking dead. Oh yeah, if yeah. They went up against the rift, like guns and weapons and everything. It'd be yeah, fucked. and just, just like hundreds numbers. of the rifts. Also, yeah. the rifts are. I mean, the warriors say they're the best. Yeah, and I think my what would you say my heart would like to say that but i think the riffs are actually oh yeah the riffs are like twice well they're all like martial artists yeah they're like they're like in a dojo there's like 90 of them (laughs) there are 90 of them but they're all like in a dojo exactly no one's beating them the warriors are just street brawlers and they're cool but not all of them are like swan is a fucking badass Mm. and then ajax is technically the strongest after them but some of the others aren't that tough like the name the guy with the spray can he's he's not particularly tough no um but yeah yeah that's oh yeah and i suppose we should wrap it up with the final spoiler of the little jump at the end oh the little freeze frame (laughs) jump yeah Yeah. and somewhere out on that horizon (laughs) out beyond Uh, the neon it's like cheesy and stylish all in one yeah (laughs) i just i just fucking love this film it did make me laugh though with the um there there is a scene on the train with the the two couples that come in and like dressed up for like prom and stuff the way they come in and like hey really happy you know not bothered by the people that are clearly beaten up and in a gang and everything sit down and it's the woman is looking at the woman's shoes that make them go oh those shoes but i didn't get why what was wrong with her shoes i I think it's kind of a, a, a metaphorical scene that it's like they're obviously really wealthy Mm. and they're happy and everything everything is just kind of yeah. given to them then they then see the others yeah, yeah. I it guess it makes sense. also it's like her seeing I guess they're seeing what their life could be yeah um, but then what's, I think what's nice with, with, with Swan she goes to put her hand to her hair because I think the idea is she's feeling self conscious yeah because they're all like doled up prim and proper and doled up and then he puts her hand down, which I think is a really nice touch because he's saying, no, be proud of who you are. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't matter if you've got dirt on your shoes. Like, mm. they're just fucking toffs and they can fuck right off. Yeah. Like, we're the warriors <laughs> and fuck everyone else. <laughs> yeah, man. There we go. Yeah. Well, I think that's pretty much it. I'm happy with that. Yeah, I think uh, mm. seal it, deal it, and feel it yes yeah i think that is a a metaphor for the film i don't fucking know (laughs) (laughs) i've only got one thing to add 
Which is? Could you dig it? <laughs> you can't end like that. <laughs> I'm doing it. All right, fine. Do it one more time and I'll cut it. Can you dig it? Thank <laughs> you.